say, they say we should have known better than to fall so deep down, deep down into this rabbit hole we found. Welcome, friends and colleagues, to a special edition of the Down the Rabbit Hole podcast. This is a featured cast, so let's not waste any more time and get on with the program because it's time to hand the microphone over to the guys. Take it away, gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Down to Security Rabbit Hole podcast. This is Raph. It's a feature cast continuing the uh, week from Las Vegas and Infuse Conference. Uh, James and I are going to have an awesome feature cast interview with you uh, you guys uh, today. You'll enjoy this one. Uh, James, what's the uh, show been like so far? It's, we're coming up on the end of the first day. I'll tell you, it's like the weather, man. It's just getting hotter. I mean, it's it's an interesting show, you know. I mean, lots of interesting things going on. Uh, you know, we mentioned before, you know, the keynote this morning. Uh, you know, amazing display and setup. And it's interesting coming here because I, you know, two weeks ago I was at MS Build in Seattle. You know, and uh, so seeing the difference in how the conferences work, the type of people that are there. I mean, obviously that was heavily Microsoft. It was development here. You know, it, it's a big mix of people, which is uh, which is great. I've seen some old school uh, law enforcement, some folks I haven't seen from the forensics world in a long time. Um, so it's, it's been interesting. And speaking of interesting, uh, we got a returning guest. Uh, he's, he was with us uh, for a full episode talking some fun stuff a while back, and I don't remember what episode it was, but it's been a while. Uh, Mr. Patrick Dennis, the CEO of Guide Software, and this morning's keynote. Well done, sir. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you coming out. It's uh, it's fun to see you guys here live. I appreciate you taking some time out to visit these folks. I think it's a uh, pretty special community. I'm glad I talked you into coming. It doesn't take a lot to talk us into coming out to Vegas, <laughs> although if you could turn the heat down in, uh, in the inferno out there just a bit. I, I, I looked at my phone earlier and said, you know, it's 102 degrees outside. I went, yeah, I'm staying in. <laughs> I'll tell you, there's a nice touch, though. Of, you know, usually we do this over Skype. You know, so nobody's around anybody. And it's, yeah, it's, it's so nice actually being in person and having the communication because you get so much more visual cue and you can pick up so much more when you're face-to-face with people and, and have a better conversation, I think. Thank God people don't see the video stuff that goes on back here because uh, behind the mic we can get pretty darn silly. And, uh, yeah, I just keep the energy up. Uh, I, and so let's go with that theme, Patrick. That, you guys, uh, that was one of the higher... I mean, you opened up a Thunderstruck, ACDC, right? That's that's a good one. Come on, man. You got to rock. It's you, first you, thing you, in the morning you, you in get, Vegas. You had to, like, wake you, people up. You did, That's true. Uh, you got you got them awake. Um, you got a couple of people shopping back at you, and it was... It was pretty interesting. Uh, so, give us some highlights, man. What's what's the uh, what's the happenings around the guidance lately? So, we've been transforming this company, right? And you know, Raf knows this. He's he's like one of our early users. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's not date me that much. Good. <laughs> and by early, I mean totally recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah like, it's only been like seventeen years since my in case. Uh, Train. Oh, God. Yeah. See, so anyway, so, you know, the company grew up in forensics, right? Law enforcement, military, government agency, and, and, and you still see a lot of those folks here today. You know, chapter two in the company's history, there were a bunch of people that worked in and around e-discovery. So you'd collect that evidence, you'd hand it off into, uh, you know, the legal processing and uh, kind of deal with all the things associated with that. And then, 
you know, when I started, we realized that a lot of the things that we were doing in um, hardcore forensic land directly transferred into incident response and security. And um, I don't apologize for saying this, you know, we're a security company that makes software. And so we really wanted to take all that forensic heritage, all that legacy work that's deep and technical, close to the computer, and we wanted to put it into real cybersecurity software. And uh, then we get to host this awesome conference with what I think is like, one of the most unique groups of security professionals in the world because these people do the real work every day. Well, I, and I'm, I'm going to, I'll tag it off by saying this is, it feels kind of no BS. Um, there wasn't uh, a whole lot of, um, nonsense I caught this morning. I went to a couple of the uh, uh, couple of the sessions, um, trying to get some of the other speakers uh, that that we were found interesting. But these are, uh, I mean, just look at the speakers list, right? It's not, yeah, of course, there's people that have vendor names on top attached to them, but these don't feel like, hey, I've got a thing. Come pick, watch me talk about it uh, from my sales pitch slides, right? These are, uh, I, I give you credit. Uh, this is a conference that you guys put on that brings the community in. Cause there's, aside from Sands, and we'll give Sands a nod there. I mean, aside from those guys, um, which obviously they know is a little bit self-serving as well. There really isn't a conference or a venue that brings together law enforcement, private sector, uh, incident responders, uh, forensic investigators, reverse engineers, like the whole community of people. Uh, in a way that's constructive. So kudos, man. It's been uh, it's been a great day one. Um, and I gotta say, after being on the conference, being speaker for so long, and now being on this side of the mic, uh, it's kind of nice walking around. Basically, not you know, it's one of the opposite of cheers. Nobody knows who I am here. It's great. Well, it's a whole new group of people. Well, I think there's some people that know who you are. But I thought it was cool for you guys to come out and just uh, see that we. We, we kind of like our speaker first, company second. Like everybody's got to have a job, right? So we, we all get that. I work for Guidance Software, but my keynote, you know, I would argue didn't talk a whole ton about guidance and you'll yeah, see the same say, thing. I, I think you made your made, made some of your uh, some of your marketing folks nervous till we, I think you saved the uh, hey by the way we, we're releasing some stuff for like the last what two minutes of your keynote yeah well, I mean we ship software <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty good software that said it wasn't the point this morning you know these this community of people doesn't get to come together that often. Once a year here, I look at it very much like we're 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 blessed to get to host the event and some really cool people. If 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 you walked around here and you guys have gotten to do that, you know you could meet people from all sorts of three letter agencies. You could meet people from super high tech companies, web companies. You can meet people from pretty old school companies. You can meet the best incident responders in the world. You meet at this conference people that do real work every day. And so, yeah, you're right. There's a pretty no BS quotient here. And if you're going to host that event, you got to have a pretty no BS attitude when somebody gives you a mic. Yeah. I mean, like I said, coming off of other conferences, you know, watching keynotes and those and watching a keynote here, I mean, worlds apart yeah, from no what kidding. it was. You know what I mean? Because, you know, so much. And it was interesting, some of the things, like thinking of, you know how you talk about crime and cyber crime and getting rid of dropping cyber you know and there's lots of debate you see it on twitter all the time about everybody hates the term cyber we want to get rid of cyber you know don't use cyber we just want to crime and but keep calling it cyber <laughs> but but it's funny because we've been saying for so long i've been saying it for so long that you know we keep we keep segregating we keep separating out and trying to think that 
anything related to information technology is separate. Right. But I mean, in reality, it is. It's still crime. It's still security. It's still development. It's still. It's not something separate. It's all, it all falls back into the same bin, right? Yeah, it does. And I mean, you know, pick pick your favorite example. I might as well. I'll do the first job of diving on a grenade here. So like, I kind of chuckle at WannaCry because people are acting like ransomware is like a new thing. And I'm like, you know, people have been holding things and stuff and people ransom for like eternity, right? <laughs> literally forever. Like literally forever. I mean, like, when was Mel Gibson in Ransom? I mean, that was years ago, right? Yeah, I mean, like that was the 80s, I think. <laughs> we could Google that right now. <laughs> I'm not a pulling out historical references here. But you're right, you know, I mean, all these things that we see that happen in technology, we've seen happen Outside of technology, correct. But we we treat it as though it's different in technology for some reason. Yeah, and, and maybe for everybody that's listening, you know, just a quick snippet from the keynote. The core the core of what I was trying to get across today was, I think of crime like it's an industry, no different than financial services or retail. And when I think of the implications of technology on those sectors, and the example I gave this morning was. If you think of what Amazon and technology did to retail, and then you start to think about what are the technology implications for crime, you reduce unit cost, you increase efficiency, you automatically move to global scale. So to me, none of this is surprising. We are seeing the same thing happen in and around crime that we've seen in every industry that's gone through some sort of technology transformation. And yet, uh, I do feel like the vast majority of us want to pretend like that's not happening or... Um, at minimum, pretend like it's totally someone else's job. That or that it's a big surprise. Yeah. You know, I mean, we like to pretend like, well, how could we have ever predicted this would happen? But right. we knew it was going to happen. You knew people were going to go from, you know, robbing banks physically to doing it digitally because there's a there's a less risk factor there. Right? There's and a force multiplier. Yeah. I mean, the you know there was a a funny comment that was made. I don't think it was intentionally funny. I just think this person was either just maybe a little clueless, maybe a little bit new, maybe all the above. But you know it was like it was one of those. Well, if only you know to solve this whole uh, wanna cry thing. Like there's three very simple things to do: patch, firewalls, get rid of windows. And I'm like, right. I'll get, I'll, I'll get right on that. Like, let right. me get back to you. Tomorrow? Is that, can we do that by the end of the month? Because hey, criminals will never adjust. That's, that's, the, that's no. the theme there. Did you tell that person, did you say, can you hold on a second? I'm going to grab a pad from Caesars and I'm going to write those three things down and <laughs> I just, back home to do them. I, 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 may have, uh, I may have been a little... Uh, did you I, drop the noob on them? Is that what you did? Yeah, I may, have been like, I, I may have left them uh, feeling a little bit, uh, a little bit new, but uh, it's, it's, you know, but we see this all the time. It's like, oh, if only, right. it's like the world of, you know, the, what, we, what we do, the techniques get newer, the criminals get smarter, we, we, we catch up what they're doing, we disseminate. I think this industry, particularly crime fighting, because in order to get better at their craft, criminals get, innovate, they innovate, it's, it's right. a fact. They verticalize and they integrate. And they've done that and they've, they've been good innovators. And in order for us to catch up, you know, we always have to have information sharing, like legit information sharing. I kind of feel like for a long time we've been talking about cyber threat intelligence. If only we could just share all of our IOCs and all of our things. You know, bad guys would simply evaporate because they'd run out of bad things to do. It's like that, you know, we know that's nonsense. But this is like the kind of community where you, you legitimately have to information share. Because otherwise, we're all working the same case from a different angle. I'm going to meet in the middle and realize, holy crap, we just wasted two months of work. 
No, I mean, you're absolutely right. And I know uh, I'm going to you know, dive on my second grenade. You know, that's why I made my plea today, even though I know I'm, I'm, I'm in the minority here, that, you know, this idea of attribution and then prosecution is actually one of those things that sooner or later we're going to have to deal with. Because I get it. Practically speaking, day in and day out, it doesn't necessarily make sense to invest in that stuff. Yep. And at the same time, if we don't find a way to start to create some consequences for people that are participating in cyber crimes, then why would you stop? So let me get this straight, like take the bank example. I can, uh, the three of us can go try to do a smash and grab, leaving here in Las Vegas on some bank. We can try to get less money and people are gonna point guns at us and we're probably gonna wind up in jail. Or the three of us could whip out, well, you already have your Mac out. We could get the other two Macs out. Well, you're a Windows guy. No, you're, not, you're a Mac guy. All right, we could get the other two <laughs> Macs out. We could hack all the banks globally from here in our bunny slippers and no one would care. You just gave away that you're wearing bunny slippers. Nobody knows that I'm wearing bunny slippers until now. <laughs> you should have seen the keynote, guys. There were bunny slippers involved. <laughs> but that's the point. You know, there, there's very little consequence to when we hack things, right? I mean, when we do digital crimes, very rarely are we seeing people actually getting caught. And then when they do, actually getting a punishment that is worthy of saying, you know what, I'm not going to do that next time. <laughs> you know, other people Correct. say, like, oh, okay, you got probation or you got house arrest or, you know, this type of thing. And it, a lot of times it's not something severe. So it's like, okay, well, if that's all I'm going to get and the chance of them catching me is pretty small. Unless you do something really bad. And a lot of the really bad is, quite frankly, by accident or your greed gets away from you, right? Yeah, that's right. So that's right. let me ask you because, um, you know, this is your show and I, and I want to I get, get a couple of good questions in for you. What's the future of... And where's guidance going? Because you guys started off, and I, I gotta tell you, way back in 2000, 2001, I was working for, for a company, big global company, who's doing image acquisition and pulling physical IDE hard drives and spinning platters and imaging and, uh, and, and doing you know, string searches and stuff like yep. that. Uh, unfortunately, it's been mostly, um, you know, we ran into just kind of, there wasn't, there was some industrial espionage, there was a couple of child pornography cases, kind of just ugly yeah. stuff. But that world expanded. You've gone to, to, to uh, e-discovery. You've gone to an EDR type agent. You guys are expanding as a company. What's the next horizon? Because it, is is it really I, my personal view? Is I'm seeing this industry collapse from like we do this every ten like there's a ten year cycle, right? Yeah. Uh, it, every, everybody collapses into one big company. That company kind of kills off some of the innovation. Uh, then we get spin off a million new companies. Uh, those create some cool things, but they're like duplicates and triplicates of each other. The ones that are good get required back in. So I feel like we're in that platform play stage. Yeah, agreed. and I'm looking at your keynote going, yeah, that's a sad, what I see is happening. I think you're right. Yeah, um, so here, here's what we're actually going to do, right? So if you're uh, guiding software, and let me, I guess, just explain this for five seconds because people probably don't know, we're about a hundred million dollar publicly traded company. And there's two ways I find people think of guidance. They either think of guidance as somebody they've never heard of before, or they think of guidance when you come to this show, it feels like it's a, it's a much bigger company, right? Um, so if you're a $100 million company, you gotta know what you do for a living. And the reality is, a uh, little bit of business insight here on the technology podcast, what I think I've gotten really good at is taking our deepest forensic technology that's really used by you know, the agency folks, uh, military and law enforcement, and coming up with ways to make that available to people in a commercial application that doesn't feel so kind of like 
industrial. Sure. And that's a trick. And it's a trick. I mean, it's, and it, by the way, like I didn't necessarily get it right. Like it's, it's taken me two years to figure out how to do it. You talked about the beautiful, beautiful, beautification of the GUI. Yeah. Right. So like when I first got here, nobody ever asked me any questions about whether or not the tech was good. The tech's always been awesome. I mean, but you needed like 15 PhDs to run it. Um, and you know, we're running short on PhDs in this industry. So <laughs> we're running short on everything in this industry. No kidding. So, so, you know, what's the future for the company? Um, we're going to continue to innovate in the areas that are hardcore. We're going to pipeline them into commercial land and we're going to pipeline them into commercial land in a way where I feel like they can get adopted in commercial organizations that maybe have generally speaking, a, a, a lower level of skill. Um, and then we're going to take on what we think are the kind of adjacent commercial bits and pieces. Um, so for instance, this morning we talked about how I think there's a subsegment of IOT that's going to need some special use cases, agentless stuff and embedded stuff. That's what we're doing with the company. That's awesome. I mean, again, it's, it's that kind of platform play because I think what we don't need is more disparate tools that don't work with each other that kill our efficiency, to kill our workflows, um, have people doing the same job from three different angles, right? Um, and as the breach is mount, uh, you said, don't fear the breach. Can't fear it. Um, it's going to, I, it's, I feel like we're finally getting to that point where we're admitting to ourselves as, as an industry, as an IT industry, it's going to happen. I cannot wrap the company in bubble, in impenetrable bubble wrap, otherwise I can't do business. So how do you respond? And that seems like you guys are perfectly positioned to go, go after that market from a platform play. Yeah, what I wanted people to take away this morning was, one, I wanted to say, don't fear the breach out loud, and I wanted to do it on a stage in front of 2,000 people and tell everybody, like, that's okay. Don't fear it, right? And then the deal is, part of the reason why I think we like breaches is we like the word and, like, the term, and I wanted to try to give people some new way to think about it, and this idea of continuous compromise was, I don't know, my attempt to give everybody a substitute. Like, hey, listen, we... We struggle with internal threats, external threats, and asymmetric threats every single day. Let's just get our heads wrapped around that. That's what we do for a living. Don't tell your boss all you're doing is waiting for a dam to break because that's not what you're doing. Right. Because the, the reality is even on the most perfect dams, there's a thousand little leaks every day. Absolutely. And all you got, you, what you're doing is running around and keeping keep um, up to date. Right. You, the idea is never to get to that stage where it's just completely all blown to hell. That's exactly right. And don't tell your boss that your job is waiting. Yeah. It was kind of like one of the less subtle points this morning for you guys listening was like, <laughs> hey, listen, do me a favor, guys. When you go back to the office, right, uh, don't tell your boss you're hanging around waiting. That's not what you're doing. Tell them what you're doing. You're doing a lot of really hard work every day. Yeah. And don't hide behind this breach thing. Well, we, so, often, we often struggle in security because we have so many of these things that are put out there. I mean, we, for a long time, we're hung up on win and loss. You know, like, oh, man, we lose. Blue team loses. Red team wins all the time. You know. Yeah. But, the way we focus around breaches and you know how we look at breaches such a failure and but it's not that right it, i mean it's no. a symptom of something happening but we need to start understanding what's actually what are we doing you know and how are we protecting that and that you know it, it's good when we have people stand up and say look don't don't fear the breach you need to start understanding what's going on with it but understanding your role and being proactive about what you're doing you know not just sitting around like you said waiting for all right, I'll wait for something to pop up on my dashboard and then yeah. I'll react to it. Why are we not going out and looking and, and, and monitoring? So I want, I want to say that because I want to have you back on the show uh, and we'll talk about don't fear the breach. Don't fear um, the breach. Don't fear the breach, baby. We'll, 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 do the full, we'll do another full episode on that. Another term you use, and I want to wrap it up with this, you, you, took, you kind of took endpoints away from people and give them edge points. Give me the explanation of why. 
Yeah. I so think it's powerful. It's cool. So uh, not that I really think that endpoints necessarily are going away. That wasn't the pitch. For those of you listening, kind of quick summary of what edge points are. So I felt like when people talked about IoT, most people think of like, uh, Raph has an Apple Watch, I have a Fitbit, James is uh, not adorned with a wearable at the moment, as best I can tell. Um, so, you know, when I look at this stuff, I, I think to myself, um, lots of people talk about these device counts, but the really, 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 really impactful devices are this sub-segment of IoT that's happening right now. And there's this set of devices that's gonna sit on the edge of an unsecure network it's going to make decisions on its own. There'll be sensors and artificial intelligence software involved. Some of them will take the shape of, for instance, autonomous cars. And when you think about those devices, oh, by the way, they'll also look like airplanes and a bunch of other things. What's the worst that could happen? You know, yeah. Well, a couple things happen, right? The events are much higher impact. So I would argue security software is about a safety outcome when it comes to autonomous cars. All day. All day. It's not a security outcome that we're looking for. We're looking for a safety outcome. For some of those devices, we're actually looking for a privacy outcome. And to me, here's what's scary about it. Like, we've all named our favorite server. When you start to work at the scale of edge points, when you start to work at, you know, billion unit scales, and I don't think I'm exaggerating one bit, you're not going to get to name your favorite server. You're not going to get to put your hands on these things every day. We're going to have to start to create an infrastructure and an environment where they're safe, they're secure, um, and they're private, and we're going to have to do it at billion unit scale. And that's like a really freaking big deal. That is that is a huge deal. All right, we've run out of time, but awesome having you again. Uh, thank you for having us. This has been. Uh, I'm looking forward to day two and three. Um, I know. Yeah. This is going to be uh, a scorcher, but both outside and inside. Uh, yeah, we're definitely going to have you back on the show to talk about uh, Don't Fear the Breach. Cool. Thanks, guys, for coming. Don't let these guys fool you, everybody. Uh, they're sitting in a room, and they can see the pool from here. So, you know, they're making a, <laughs> they're making a big deal out of the heat, but they've got pretty good seats. <laughs> thanks, guys, for coming. All right. Thanks, Patrick. Appreciate it. All right, folks, we'll see you uh, another time. Catch us uh, on another Down to Secure Rabbit Hole podcast episode live from Infuse Conference 2017. More this and next week. Stay tuned. See ya. Thanks for listening to a Down the Rabbit Hole feature cast. We hope you found this episode infotaining. Make sure you've checked out the show notes, caught up on past episodes, and subscribed or bookmarked us so you don't miss any future episodes. Feel free also to harass Roth for words like infotaining using the Twitter hashtag pound DTR. Thanks for listening, and on behalf of our guests and the DTR hosts, goodbye, everybody. Until next time.